0: Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. You know, Saturday nights, well, it's time to watch movies, Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever your fancy is. Okay. So I often recommend movies, talk about movies that I love. Yes, I, I am a cinephile. I'm a nerd. I love the cinematography, the editing, the screenplay, the score. In fact, tonight, I stumbled upon movies from my childhood. My father would watch the Clint Eastwood movies. You know, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. The spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Those, you know, where Eli Wallach is screaming at Clint Eastwood, Blondie! At one point, him and Clint Eastwood were the only surviving cast members of those films. And now Clint Eastwood is the sole survivor. Yeah. In fact, my grandfather, my, on my mother's side, used to tell us that when they would go to Carmel... At the time Clint Eastwood was the mayor of Carmel He would say I've always wanted to run into him And, and say hey Rowdy hey! And see if he turns around Yeah <laughs> That's how big movie stars are Yeah, We've talked about this on the show before Maria Riva The daughter of Marlena Dietrich Talked about once The, the power of film and how they ran into this woman and she and and Mar, and Maria was with her mother Marlena Dietrich and the woman almost bowed at her feet like she was a god and said oh miss Dietrich i've loved you since the first film i saw you and oh you are magnificent and then she turns to Maria and says hey Maria i saw you on the love boat and how Television was different Because they felt they knew you Whereas the film stars Because it was the silver screen Were untouchable they were, they were bigger than life Because think about those giant screens You're watching Marlena Dietrich And Cary Grant and So that is the power of film That's the power of Marlena Dietrich. Interesting character. Yes, we're going to talk about her more. I have those films to watch. It's a film collection. The collaborations between Dietrich... Excuse me. And her director, Joseph von Sternberg. It was a marriage made... In film heaven And they weren't even married In fact, I don't think They ever slept together And usually that was the process When you were an actress Unfortunately, or an actor You slept with the director Cary Grant, I'm talking to you (laughs) Yeah, those were the days And Marlena Dietrich herself who was known as androgynous Glamorous but androgynous And she played on the androgyny Think about it That's 1930 The movie Morocco Directed by Joseph von Sternberg And Dietrich kisses a woman on screen She's got the, an outfit on She's got a men's out, man's outfit on A suit and a top hat and she says to the woman, may I have this kiss? And she kisses her. And then the woman blushes and she hides behind her fan. And then Marlena Dietrich smokes a cigarette and goes up there and sings. Yeah. This is 1930. This is before the Hayes Code, which was this really horrible censorship of decency and morale. Mor- uh, mor- you know, mora- not morality, well... Moral, social mores, and more. Yeah. yeah, promote. I try, was trying to promote being, you know, clean. They couldn't show a couple in bed together. It's kind of it's like the I Love Lucy days. Uh, you never saw Lucy unless it was a special episode. You never saw Lucy and Ricky sleeping in one bed. They slept in slept in twin beds. Because I guess that's how America They, they, they were trying to sat, You know m- There was no sex In fact Back in the day you couldn't even say pregnant On television Lucy Ricardo couldn't say that she was pregnant It had to be suggested Even uh, Joan Rivers Once said she was on Ed Sullivan and she was pregnant She was pregnant with Melissa Her only child and she couldn't say, "You couldn't say pregnant." You had to say, "Soon, Mr. Sullivan." You will hear the pitter patter of little feet. Yeah, you you had to suggest it because you couldn't. There were certain things you couldn't say on television. A black actor and a white actor could not shake hands in certain parts of the country. And there was a pivotal moment in the 1960s when Gary Cooper extended his hand to Lena Horne and you and 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 her daughter was like that was a time when you didn't do things like that and how they broke the barriers right there just just a small gesture like that to extend his hand to this beautiful actress yeah he, he probably didn't see that oh okay this is A controversial thing He was like hey she's gorgeous And she was She was And Lena Horne had a problem with that She had a problem with her beauty being used as a thing Well we've talked about that before The the early days of Hollywood Yeah I mean the movies The situations You couldn't talk about gays and lesbians And film You had to suggest it You couldn't talk about sex. You had to suggest it. Well, unless you're watching Red Dust, directed by Victor Fleming, nineteen thirty two, and Jean Harlow, who's playing A Hooker of Gold, and Clark Gable. Very suggest they're talking about cheese together. Okay. Maybe that's a metaphor for something. Yeah, it is. It is. Cheese head cheese for one. (laughs) <laughs> it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast We're all adults here, aren't we? When I record this show, sometimes it's just good to go off the cuff You know what I mean? I don't have a script I don't... Right now I don't even have that microphone attached It's at home It's on the bed You can't hear the deep thickness of my voice <laughs> Yeah, right I am looking. Speak, speaking of microphones, though, and, and you, you know, a good microphone does cost a pretty penny. And I can't wait to go over and see my friends. That shit happens when you party naked, because I get to speak. I they've got some professional equipment. I might I may have to up my game there. I'm inspired. I think when I when I speak into the mic, I had a dream about it the other night. I was there and we're doing edibles And we're just laughing And then I get to that microphone And I put those headphones on And I didn't smoke a cigar And I said to him Whoa, now that Is a microphone Because I literally Heard the bass and the Oh shit So I am looking forward to that Shout out to Shit Happens When You Party Naked Yeah Mainly the edibles too. I mean, I love edibles. I think they're great. It's a new world. Uh, recently, I know he did a show. Jason Almy Lord shit, or or what's it? Lord Lord Almy, Yeah, a, a fuck mountain. Um, they had a cigar party. You know, I don't smoke cigars. I just don't. I'm not really a smoker. It's not my thing, you know what I mean? Or as Madonna would say, you know a mine, or fake British accent. Yeah. Those are the days, people. We'll be back after these uncut messages. And so we're back on the Doctor Zeus film podcast, and I'm watching a film that came out in the '90s. In fact, I, I may it may have been based on a true story. It was a big Oscar-nominated film, Mike Lee's "Secrets and Lies" from 1996. Brenda Blethyn and Marie Jean Baptiste, or is that how you say her name? Let's see. Mike Lee is a legendary director. Oh, here he is. Marianne Jean-Baptiste, who was also nominated. So what happened was a London factory worker meets her black London optometrist biological daughter who calls her. It's a legendary film, both Brenda Blethyn and... Jean were nominated for Academy Awards for their performances Mike Lee, I don't know if he was nominated probably for directing and screenplay you know, Mike Lee is a legendary director, Vera Drake I think he also did um, Mike Lee is one of those I, did he do The Queen? I think so That's the thing with Mike Lee He does these films You know certain directors are known for Really pulling the hat out of the Out of the Okay he did another year Okay he did Vera Drake He did uh, Happy Go Lucky What else did he do I mean He is a legendary director And through the beauty of DirecTV, I can look up his films. New, new. Okay. So I'm watching Secrets and Lies right now. I haven't watched it in a long time. Now the big reveal is interesting because it's a phone call. And Brenda Blethen so what happens is the daughter that she doesn't know calls her. So then Brenda Blethen's character hangs up the phone out of fear. She's like, "Who is this?" And she just can't believe it. And um it's a legendary it's a legendary film and it's from the 90s. You think of the 90s a lot a lot of um stories such as this were coming about where it was the white mother and the black, you know, they gave up the child for adoption because they would be ostracized you know um Very interesting. And the fact that it happened in Great Britain. And it got people talking. It got people looking into their own past. And I wanted to investigate Mike Lee a little more. Because, you know, I cannot rest until we know the facts. And as I record, we're we're looking up these facts in real time. Now Marie Jean Baptiste, Marianne Jean Baptiste, I think she was on she was on one of those crime shows on CBS. So she's 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 still doing it, which is great. Brenda Blethin, I really she's I think done a few small films. You know, right after she did Secrets and Lies, she did a film called Little Voice. Okay, so she's talking right now about her adoptive parents, who are both gone. And how it wasn't um, an issue for her. Now, when she first meets her mother... Her biological mother. That's the thing right there. When. Children are put up for adoption. Many of them consider their adoptive parents. Their parents. Because you know blood is thicker than water. You can't choose your parents. Okay. So if we go over here. Mike Lee so Mike Lee ah here we go I wanted to look at his resume ah okay see I got him mixed up see I thought he had directed The Grifters and then I realized oh that's Stephen Fears <laughs> and The Queen Mike Lee also does films along those lines where it's it's in your face. Oh, my goodness. Secrets and Lies came. So 1996 was unfortunately the year of the English patient. And I think many of us know what happened the year of the English patient. Or as Elaine from Seinfeld said, it sucked. And it did. It sucked. Really did suck. I was not a fan. I watched it once, and I just thought, okay, it was beautifully photographed. I'll, I'll I, I do like um, Juliette Binoche, although she, you know, did beat out um, Lauren McCall. but. That's the academy for you, and and Lauren McCall even predicted that she probably wouldn't win because she was like, "There's always something left field that comes out there." So, and Marie Marie-Anne jean baptiste was nominated in that category that Juliette Binoche won, and then in the best actress category, Brenda Blethyn was nominated for Secrets and Lies. I believe Secrets and Lies was also nominated for best picture. And because I'm watching it We're not going to play a clip from it I, I would suggest you watch it It's one of those interesting films Because it's it's ripped from the headlines Think of a lot There were a lot of stories even now Ah. It received five Oscar nominations At the 69th Annual Academy Awards It was nominated for Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Screenplay. So, Best Actress went to Frances McDormand for Fargo, which is such a hilarious performance. That was one her one of four, because now she has four. Three for Best Actress and one for producing um, Nomadland. And then Best Actor... Went to Jeffrey Rush for Shine. And then Best Picture went to the English patient. And Best Director went to the English patient. Mm -mm. Yeah. So Secrets and Lies... Really was a... It was a tipping point. It was a tipping point. Ah, here we go. The film was the subject of positive pickets by the Adult Adoptee Rights Organization, which used it as a vehicle to raise awareness of sealed birth records in the United States and Canada. Director Lee and actress uh, Blethen met with a Bastard Nation activists at a positive picket in Beverly Hills on March 10, 1997, where they were presented with the Bastard Nation t-shirts. So it really got people talking. That's very rare for a film to do that. Usually it's like, oh, it's so entertaining. So Lee was inspired by people close to him who have been, who have been, had adopted related experiences to make a film about adoption. Speaking on the subject, he stated, I wanted for years to make a film which explored this predicament in a fictitious way. I also wanted to make a film about the new generation of young black People who are moving on and getting away from the ghetto stereotypes. And these were jumping off points for a film which turns out to be an exploration of roots and identity. Yeah. It's a powerful film, and I'll give you a little taste of it. If we shall. mistake. I'm sorry, Hortense, I can't stop. I'm Look, here. it says she's white. Sorry? Mother white. Well, it's perfectly feasible that your mother was white, isn't it? Look, I- I'm sorry, Hortense. Really, I've got to go. I want an emergency case. Yes, but could this be a mistake? I very much doubt it. Look, give me a ring in the then and we'll have a talk then. Okay, I'm sorry. What do you have to? You'd like a pair like that. All four. I'm not for my legs. If you got it, flaunt it. you going out? Of course I Who's that? Well, I don't know. If it's what's known, you can ask her to come in. I don't even know where it is yet. What's she doing here? See you. you. can't come in the in Come Coming out. Hello? You're alright, sweetheart. Would you get inside? Change much, no. Ain't your mom been around looking after you? and so that's a taste of Secrets and Lies, starring Brenda Blethyn and Marie Mar- Marianne Jean Baptiste, directed by Mike Lee. Came out 25 years ago. My goodness, 25 years. But remember, unfortunately, that was the year of the English patient. If you like the English patient, I don't know what else to tell you. A lot of people liked it. And then a lot of people thought it sucked. And it did. It sucked. So, I'm not sorry. (laughs) As Beyonce would say, I'm not sorry. Yeah. So, as always, unpleasant dreams. So I wanted to interject something interesting that I forgot to mention on tonight's podcast about Secrets and Lies the cast because a lot of the supporting players went on to very major things first we have Phyllis Logan who went on to play Mrs. Hughes on Downton Abbey and then you have Miss Leslie Manville the former wife of Gary Oldman who went on to do *The Phantom Thread*. So, there's a lot to secrets and lies, as always. Unpleasant dreams.